Hi, this is Andrea, or Dre, and you're listening to Not Your Heidi. Turkey is burning, Greece is burning, Algeria is burning, Germany was flooded, Switzerland was flooded, and weather hazards are ruining lives one country at a time. Before I continue, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is quite dark, and if you're anxious about the idea of a world collapsing, skip this episode. Although, I do think that we should all know what's happening around the world. By now, you have all probably heard about the latest IPCC report. For those who don't know, the IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. They were created by the United Nations and are responsible for assessing the science related to climate change. Based on approximately 14,000 scientific publications in the world, written by 234 scientists from 66 countries, the IPCC's new report came to an alarming conclusion. Without an immediate and drastic decrease of our greenhouse gas emissions, we will not be able to stop our planet's temperature increasing by 1.5 degrees Celsius and potentially even 2 degrees Celsius. To give you an image of how horrifying this increase of temperature truly is, our planet's temperature has increased by approximately 0.18 degrees Celsius since 1980. And unless you've been living in a grotto, you have now all seen what this increase has led to. So just imagine our planet's temperature seeing a 2 degrees Celsius increase. This is the sixth time the IPCC has created a report since the organization's creation back in 1988. Yeah, we had 33 years to improve ourselves. But this time, the IPCC declared that our planet is facing extreme weather change that they didn't think would happen before 2050. Inga Andersson, the United Nations Director for the Environmental Department, said that nobody was safe from climate change anymore as it's affecting every single corner of the planet. And yes, the human is the leading cause for this. It has been officially confirmed. Just like it was confirmed that the latest climate catastrophes is a direct result of this insane climate change. On top of that, scientists have said that the worst is yet to come. This could mean the end of the world as we know it. Experts have even predicted that Switzerland, a country traditionally known for its snowy mountains, would have the same climate as Madrid, Spain's capital, by 2050. A lot of the damage that the humans have caused to our planet over the years has become irreversible, such as the melting of ice. However, experts have said that if we significantly reduced our greenhouse gas emissions, we could stop our temperature from increasing over the inevitable 1.5 degrees Celsius surge. So since no one, and I mean no one, not even billionaires and world leaders are safe from climate change, what is being done about it? Countries basically sign agreements and promise to make a change in order to reduce pollution. Several treaties have been created over the decades, like the Montreal Protocol, for example. These were created by the International Environmental Treaty established by the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change in a bid to combat dangerous human interference with the climate system. It aimed to stabilize greenhouse gas concentrations in the atmosphere and was signed by 154 states at the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development. Another example of such treaty is the Kyoto Protocol, another international treaty which extended the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, committing state parties to reduce greenhouse gas emissions based on the scientific consensus that global warming is occurring and Part-time human-made CO2 emissions are driving it. The protocol entered into force in February 2005 and was agreed by 192 parties. However, Canada withdrew from the protocol effective December 2012 to the protocol in 2020. You have also probably heard about the Paris Agreement, an international treaty on climate change adopted in 2015. It covers climate change mitigations, adaptations and finance. 
The agreement was negotiated by 196 parties at the 2015 United Nations Climate Change Conference near Paris, France. These treaties are established during the United Nations Climate Change Conference, also known as the COP or COP. This year, the COP26, so the 26th conference, will take place in Scotland from October to November. But the COP21, which led to the Paris Agreement, was particularly famous because the Trump administration withdrew the US from the agreement, where countries agreed to keep the planet's temperature rise below 2 degrees Celsius and preferably limit the increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Joe Biden has since made the country re-enter the agreement. Do these agreements actually work? The problem is that there are concerns over the fact that poorest countries carry equal weight to that of the biggest economies, such as the US and China. Think about it. Western countries have, for the most part, had a solid middle class for decades, meaning that regular families drove at least one car, traveled, etc. So Western countries have, in a way, contributed to global warming for a longer time than some other nations who have not had this type of middle class until now. So these countries obviously find it unfair that, as they have just started to enjoy a material life we have had the privilege to enjoy for so long, they have now to already be restricted. But these treaties are beneficial, because you get world leaders agreeing and finding ways to reduce greenhouse gas emissions globally in an equitable way. For example, since the Paris Agreement, the UK has kept their promise in keeping the rise in global temperature this century well below 2 degrees Celsius and prevent temperature to increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Since 2008, the UK government has had to set five-year greenhouse gas targets by law based on advice from the Independent Climate Change Committee. Targets set under the first three carbon budgets have been met. While it was part of the EU, the UK's target for 2020 was a reduction of 16% on 2005 emissions. The UK easily achieved this. In fact, right now, Britain's total output on warming gases has gone down by around 45% from 1990 levels. As a result of leaving the EU, the UK has to register its own standalone plan to cut carbon with the UN. This is known as a Nationally Determined Contribution, or NDC. It focuses on targets for 2030, which are meant to show the pathway to net zero emissions by 2050. Reaching net zero requires that any carbon emissions are balanced by absorbing an equivalent amount from the atmosphere by, for example, planting trees. So who's responsible for basically destroying the planet? In other words, what countries? So not enough has been done, and we can basically say that Therefore, we all are responsible. But we do know that the top greenhouse gas emitters since 1850 were, in order, USA, the EU, China, Russia, Germany, India, UK, Japan, France, and Ukraine. But the top greenhouse gas emitters as of 2017, so a decade later, have been, in order, China, USA, EU, India, Russia, Japan, Brazil, Iran, Germany, and Indonesia. See what I mean now by the middle class dilemma? Countries with poorer nations have since grown an important middle class, changing the entire country's gas emissions. Despite pushing a move in the right direction, experts have said that the Paris Agreement was just not enough. Countries' pledges were not ambitious enough and were not able to enact quickly enough to limit global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees Celsius or even 2 degrees Celsius as we have now seen with the IPCC report. What's more scary is that the current policies would result in a 2.9 degrees Celsius rise by 2100. So hopefully, world leaders will have a more aggressive approach at the upcoming COP26, which could not come soon enough.
But what I don't understand is when the first wave of COVID-19 hit, the entire planet was affected and most world leaders were quick to try to find ways to cope with it and even developed a whole ass vaccine which would normally take a decade to create. Global warming is a pandemic which we have all been sleeping on for decades and now, unlike COVID-19, we won't be able to just live with it. There are no vaccines against global warming. In light of the crazy floods, the horrifying fires, all of these catastrophes that are increasingly happening, my question is this. What is taking so long for world leaders to finally put in place laws that will actually make a change? I don't know. Find people who throw their plastic water bottle in the lake. Forbid supermarkets to wrap every single piece of fruit in plastic. Limit important items. Limit the meat industry. I also hate that organizations don't make it any easier for us simple individuals to help out. For example, I'm soon to travel to see my grandmother in Paris. I'll be flying from Geneva to Paris. For those who don't know, Switzerland is a neighboring country to France and Geneva, a city in Switzerland, is geographically quite close to Paris, but not close enough that you can like walk to it or cycle to it. You do need to take the train or fly. And therefore, I would prefer to take the train because obviously I want to pick a more sustainable way of traveling. But the TGV train ticket is three times the price of a plane ticket. Why the fuck is that? Like, the planet is burning, guys. Please, could you at least make it easier for us simple members of the public to access sustainable options? But all in all, there are simple ways we, as the normal people, can help. For example, you can try to avoid buying fast fashion. I know this one is hard because it includes shops like H&M and Bershka and many, many more. I'm myself guilty of that because I can't necessarily afford to shop at Gucci whenever I want. But the problem with fast fashion is that not only ethically it's extremely problematic, that's a story for another day, but climate-wise, fast fashion brands are responsible for the depletion of non-renewable sources, emissions of greenhouse gases, and the use of massive amounts of water and energy. Just imagine also tons of clothes flying from China all across the globe. It's just so, so bad. Instead, you can try to buy secondhand. And that doesn't mean you'll get a t-shirt with holes in. Like, I found a super cute pair of shoes that were never worn before. You can even use apps like Depop and more if you don't have access to good thrift shops in your area. Another easy way to help is to limit your meat and dairy intake. Now, I'm not vegan and I believe veganism is a privilege that not everybody can enjoy. And of course, if you come from a country like Greenland or Iceland, obviously going vegan will not be the most sustainable options either. But I believe in science and science is telling us that industrial meat is bad. So we're not talking about people who live on a farm and slaughter their free range chicken and eat them and all. We're talking about intensive factory farm. These are very big in the USA, but they do exist in Europe too. These farms are part of a destructive global system of mass-produced industrial meat and dairy. Not only do these giant meat processing companies produce a scary amount of carbon emissions of fossil fuels, but they also require a huge amount of land to sustain itself, leading to deforestation, which we all know now are fucking up our planet. And you've all heard of how polluting a cow's fart is, right? That's because animals such as cows and sheep create a large amount of methane when they digest food. Methane is the next most abundant greenhouse gas after carbon dioxide that we get from petrol, basically. So consuming less cow products could potentially lead to these massive industries to decrease and therefore producing less methane. Then you have, of course, the classics. Recycle your waste whenever possible, shop locally, don't buy single-use plastic products, and so on. 
And if you already are doing all these things, just keep on going and educate others because we obviously can't wait for world leaders to help us anymore. I don't even know how much we can trust them. Just look at Brazil and how President Jair Bolsonaro could not give less of a shit that the Amazon, aka the Earth's lungs, is burning. Now for the big conclusive question. How doomed are we? Well, considering climate change is literally increasing infectious diseases and viruses, such as the freaking plague spreading all over Madagascar because the humans are cutting off their woods where rats normally reside, pushing them to go live among humans while they carry plague-ridden fleas, I'd say we're pretty screwed. But are we doomed? As for now, I don't think we are doomed. This is not the end of the world, but is it the end of the world as we know it? Maybe. I choose to remain hopeful and trust that humans can come together and at the very least prevent our planet to turn into mush. And that's all I have to say for now. Thank you for listening. Please follow Not Your Heidi on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, rate me, write me reviews. These things help so, so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.